Hello, welcome to the WSP Anticipate podcast. Today's podcast title is The Hidden Benefits of ESG in the Healthcare Industry. I am Sophia Key, Head of Future Ready at WSP in the Middle East, and in this episode of the Anticipate podcast, I am pleased to be joined by my good colleague Remy Levastre, Advisory Director of Healthcare. Hello, Sophia. Hello, Remy. And Dr. Fatih Mehmet Gul, Vice President of Faki Care Group and the CEO of Faki University Hospital. Hi, Sophia. Thanks for having me here. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. In this episode, we will uncover some of the hidden benefits of ESG in the healthcare industry. We will also discuss the main challenges facing ESG in this important sector and how to overcome them. While ESG is still in its relative infancy, it has been growing popularity in recent years. The increasing awareness of the need to address the pressing environmental and social issues lead many organizations to adopt ESG frameworks, and more and more investors are committing to addressing these issues also. Let's begin with getting this podcast started. For those listening along and are new to ESG, this acronym stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. And what this stands for in healthcare Historically, this industry has embraced the social pillar efforts, such as caring for patients and creating medications, vaccines and devices that improve human health and save lives. We're interested to hear how the environmental and governance pillars are also embraced within this industry. Let's begin. Thank you, Sophia. I would like to start by repeating for listeners how the World Health Organization defined a sustainable healthcare system as a system that improves, maintains, and restores health while minimizing negative impacts on the environment and leveraging opportunities to restore and improve it to the benefit of the health and well-being of current and future generations. Dr. Fatih, as a pioneer in this area in our region, what is your own definition of ESG for healthcare? Thank you, Remy. Uh, thanks, Sophia, and thanks for inviting me to this uh, podcast series. It's my pleasure to share my experiences with you. Uh, just before we start, I think it's better just to also identify uh, who our group is and who I am. Uh, we are one of the oldest healthcare group uh, in the region and then have been operating large-scale uh, tertiary hospitals uh, and then uh, several outpatient clinics and currently operating in Saudi Arabia and then UAE. Uh, with our large hospital and the new operations. It is a pleasure, actually. I can say this to you with a proud. We have been releasing the CSR reports, which was the previous trending name, actually, the corporate social responsibility since 2009. And until today, every year, we have a report for that. Even though we're not a stock-listed company, uh, we simply uh, like to see the transparency and accountability and continue to provide uh, the reports to all our uh, stakeholders, audiences, patients, and then the partners, so then they can just uh, see what we're doing. So this name, if we look at the name itself, it was CSR before, Corporate Social Responsibility. And unfortunately, there were several limitations at that time. And then later on, a new name, ESG, has been introduced. E stands for environment, S for social, G for governance. And actually, this has much larger coverage than the CSR itself because CSR was meant mainly for the social initiatives. And now we can see a larger coverage coming even until the governance part 
which definitely identifies the accountability over there. If you ask me the definition of this one and today's issues, uh, Remy, today we can see a huge problem if we look at the environmental part as the climate change. And today we can simply say that climate change itself is an uh, emergency for us, is a health emergency for us. Because when we look at the news, everyone can see this easily. We have several heat waves, unexpected floods, unexpected uh, air changes. And all those things, they are creating lots of difficulties for people. And from time to time, you also even see that even the healthcare services, unfortunately, stopped, hospitals closed. So then you can see even the accessibility to the healthcare services got negatively impacted, affected over there. So itself, the climate change has huge impact on the health of the communities. And then the same thing for the social and governance part. We will come there one by one. So if you run a company and then if you provide the healthcare services, definitely you are part of the community. And there are responsibilities with you. You have to also maintain the health of your community, the surrounding uh, area, and then the people. So uh, in this regard, what we believe as the company uh, running an operation to heal the people, at the same time, we have to make sure that we do not damage uh, the other stakeholders like the environment. We do not damage and create air pollutions and then uh, create uh, more carbons and then the others. In order to, I mean, manage the healing of the community, we have to keep an eye on such things and then measure the impact and manage all those things. Now, it sounds like um, ESG, sorry to, to cut in there, but there's a kind of a resolute kind of message there is that ESG actually helps your, helps your work because you have more healthy people and less people to, uh, to treat. Uh, ESG itself, definitely. But then uh, we're dealing with the global community. And when you deal with the global community, uh, if you have a population, always there will be someone who will uh, need the hospital, who will need the healthcare services. And today, uh, we, uh, if you look at the hospitals, especially in Dubai, the highest level of uh, service demand, you will see this one as a delivery. So delivery itself are the hospitals, right? So in this regard, uh, we definitely want to heal the people. That, that's really, really good to hear. Um, and I kind of I imagine it's a very tricky position to be in is, is achieving sustainability um, when there's so many facets and moving parts within the organization and where patient care is kind of the prim- primary priority. Um, so would you be able to explain a little bit more how you do um, achieve sustainability in the healthcare industry? especially when it regards to carbon emissions and, you know, uh, recycling and packaging, that kind of thing. When we look at our operation, there are several uh, phases. First of all, we are a growing organization, and then we keep opening new hospitals. Whenever we uh, try to get another greenfield hospital, we definitely start from the planning of this building. And today, I'm glad to tell you that all our new hospitals are LEED Gold Certified Buildings, which means that they are environment-friendly buildings. And when you uh, try to plan things from that end, 
you look at every single items that comes together in a building environment. So then you can start the measurement from this part. Then secondly, when you move into the operation side, under the operation, there are many uh, targets and then the categories that you can work on uh, making your operation sustainable. It starts from the kind of material choice that you can communicate with your supply chain, and then it could go to the uh, energy use. Then you can just identify the kind of energy consumption and then energy control uh, methods, which will definitely contribute. And you can also look at, in general, your people and train them how to be sustainable because this kind of activities, it starts at the personal level before it goes to the corporate level. And we just want to improve the awareness of our people about the sustainability topics. So then definitely they can start also applying such things in their uh, life. So then we can start reporting all those issues at the end. So then uh, we could simply contribute to the uh, sustainability matrices. But we shouldn't forget one thing. Sustainability could not be achieved only by one company or only by one company. We definitely follow the governmental act and government has their own vision and then missions. We simply want to be part of that and align our initiatives according to these uh, acts and then the announcements, what they have in their vision. Thank you, Dr. Fatih. Look, we went through a, a pandemic and we are still there. And we have learned during the COVID-19 pandemic uh, that well-being uh, is, is a very important uh, uh, topic, especially for the doctors, and nurses, a uh, lot of them uh, went through exhaustion, through burnout, sometimes resignation. Uh, do you think this experience has brought some definitive change uh, or this will require more efforts to keep it as a priority? But overall, what is the related uh, social impact on ESG in healthcare for you? When we look at the ESG itself, before we were naming this whole initiative as stakeholder engagement. Stakeholder engagement means you have to deal with all your stakeholders. And this stakeholder, in my view, as the CEO of a hospital, starts at the shareholder level, government level, then patient level, which are my uh, clients. And in addition, definitely, I cannot forget to deal with my staff members. And it goes up to the supply chain. So every single category under this stakeholder engagement requires an initiative to deal with them, keep them healthy keep them, uh, keep their well-being and then continue in their good condition. So as the uh, time when COVID came, we have seen this, the workload and unexpected number of patients have definitely created a huge load on the people and huge load on other stakeholders as well. As the management under the ESG responsibility, it was our responsibility to take care of their needs and then make sure that they're all in their good condition and we can continue to work. Because as you know very well, crisis management doesn't only mean to sort the crisis itself. It also means to deal with the time after the crisis. And you have to still keep your allies who will be the one helping you to manage your operation after the crisis. Some of the organizations did not spend enough time and energy on this one, unfortunately, and especially in our industry. So they were just focusing on that particular time which was a crisis time. And unfortunately, after this period, 
they started losing people. In our method, in our operation, we were always together. As a physician myself, I spent lots of time in ICU with my people. So then with that way, they did not feel lonely because we have seen many operation management teams leaving the hospitals and managing them all, all from home. Unfortunately, in our industry, it doesn't work like that. You have to be next to your people, regardless the kind of day you have. So with that way, under the ESG, some of the social programs nowadays, we are uh, spending more time actually with our people. And then we have created a new team called Engagers. And with those Engagers, we create initiatives with our people in order to support their well-being and then make sure that they are still in good condition from the health, from a well-being, and then from physical health, mental health, and all other issues. So then we can continue to enjoy working together for many other years. Very interesting. Um, I think um, there's so many exciting uh, talking points here. Um, and I'd like to kind of just understand a little bit more around um, the benefits of ESG, how you how you see those within the industry. You know, what's the main driver for, for doing all of this very corporate sustainable action? If we look at the public health in the last 50 years, we gained lots of benefits the uh, life expectancy of the people and then the well-being of the people if we compare them with 50 years ago and today there's a huge improvement in order to continue these gains and then continue to have additional benefits from the things what we have done in the last 50 years we have to continue dealing with our environment make sure that our environment is healthy and people still can have clean air, and then people can have clean areas to live. So then we should not damage our environment and continue in this way. So the healthcare industry will get the benefit and will provide the benefit at the same time. But beside that, when we continue to deal with our stakeholders, you will see them more engaged. Because today, if you're hiring new people for your hospital, if you work on the ESG matrices, the best talent would like to work in the hospital where there is an ESG focus. This is something that you can attract the talent. And when I look at the, uh, my children today, they are definitely selecting the services based on the ESG initiatives the company has. And soon they're going to be the decision maker. And those uh, children, those new young population will be looking for companies and then we'll only select the hospitals who are actively working or healthcare industry who are actively working on ESG. And definitely we should not forget the cost saving part. If you work on ESG, you will be saving a lot of cost from your energy, from your recyclable methods, and then the other things. And patient satisfaction will be there too. So as a manager of a hospital, uh, definitely I see lots of benefits here. And I believe uh, every hospital uh, around us should continue on the same way in order to uh, create a higher impact uh, from these ESG initiatives. Fantastic. It's, it's great to see you paving the way. Very insightful, Dr. Fatih. And I really like uh, the idea of how the new generation will be the promoter of uh, sustainable healthcare for tomorrow. Now, at these days, uh, 
at WSP, we are working uh, and overlooking at a uh, few and public and private healthcare uh, new project, new hospital, new medical cities. And sometimes I have the feeling that uh, sustainability is not yet a priority in our region. Um, do you have the same impression? Uh, and, and I know you are a promoter uh, in this region as well with your group uh, on sustainability, but what are the challenges uh, others are facing uh, uh, to promote sustainability in healthcare? Um, how do you see uh, this development uh, for the near future? Thank you. Uh, when we were first working on CSR uh, Remy, at that time, it was difficult to explain what the CSR is because people were thinking that it is customer service representative. So then we were telling that it is not that, it is CSR corporate social responsibility. And when I was talking to my doctors uh, earlier about the ESG, there is one endoscopic uh, pr procedure has the same abbreviation in the hospital. And then they were thinking that it is the ESG. Definitely, I mean, there is an awareness problem. And then it is our job to teach our industry and then teach everyone in this regard. And uh, then we will be able to get the uh, benefit out of that. Especially in our region, my uh, hope and wish comes today with the young people. And these young people, they are the one pushing this service. And definitely, I believe that with this push, we will see uh, more uh, active programs and then more benefits uh, from ESG itself. Because today, when we have any interview uh, with young people, they are the one questioning the ESG. And they are the one checking our website for the ESG activities. Then uh, they will come to our hospital from time to time. I also uh, try to go to the universities and meet with the young people uh, in their uh, courses. So when I meet with them, when I explain them as the company what we do, they're questioning us what we do uh, as the social initiatives in our community. And they want to see more activities in this regard. So in future, if we do not have such activities, uh, we will not be able to attract the best talent. And young people, when they come to our hospital, in the surveys, they are the one questioning how we are managing our uh, recycling. Do we have the solar energy in our hospital? Are we paying enough attention for the uh, governance rules and regulations? I mean, one of the young patients, she was asking to me the name of our board members. And that is something uh, amazing. I mean, because she, she said, Look, I want to uh, send a letter to your board. Uh, about my experience in your hospital. That's very fine. But then this means that people look for transparency. People uh, want to understand the accountability easily. So it is no more our wish or call. It is the community's push and the call. And I believe we will see more and more activities and reports uh, regarding ESG in our region. It's, it's really good to hear that obviously this kind of um, adoption and uh, recognition in the industry and with with new talent coming through is is you know it's there um, because obviously we you know there's a big shift coming through. It's nice to see that it's becoming more of a business as usual rather than a uh, something that companies add on. I'd like to kind of understand a bit more about the adoption of effective ESG in the industry and how we can accelerate this adoption. Have you got any ideas around this? Uh, in our operation, we have, as I said, two many partners. 
And when we meet with them, especially with the uh, global manufacturers, uh, they come up with new ideas. With uh, Siemens, we have a new project now. And then within this new project, they are also requesting us uh, to share our initiatives and become part of their initiatives in uh, this regard. So we can see this uh, push coming, the wave is coming over there. And we definitely will be very happy to be a partner in this. Those global companies will be pushing us to create more initiatives. And at the same time, we will be dealing with our vendors and with our stakeholders to join us in these initiatives. I can see uh, this uh, approach will definitely help us to accelerate the process and we will see a better adoption. But then, as I was just saying about the young population, I believe they will be the one pushing us and then we will have no other option but then uh, to apply those things. Besides this, uh, I mean, points, uh, I can also see in a couple RFPs from the government, they started asking uh, in the pre-qualification time some of the initiatives and then ESG reports to be uh, attached to the submission. So this is something very exciting, and then I'm very happy to see this approach. So from the government, we will see uh, more and more initiatives uh, in this regard, and we will be pushed actually to share more updates uh, for the social programs, for the environmental activities, and then for the annual reports uh, to make the governance better, easier, and more transparent uh, in this way. So adoption is happening. Uh, as the hospital, our job is to share our experiences as much as we can. So then we will be uh, creating a competition around ESG in our healthcare industry. That's a very good point, Dr. Fatih. You mentioned about uh, governmental RFPs that where we expect to see more uh, uh, KPIs in, in uh, sustainability, energy saving, uh, social impacts, you know, like we'd like to, to highlight. Um, also, in the last years in the region, uh, healthcare has made significant progress in becoming uh, one of the global uh, leading uh, medical uh, tourism hub. Uh, also, we have made significant progress in patient safety, in quality of care, following uh, some accreditation as a GCI standards. Do you think the role of those quality metrics and international accreditation schemes are supporting ESG outcomes enough? Why did we start having those accreditations? Let's just start questioning from this part. Accreditation, quality accreditation means KPI management. And we measure our performance against those uh, agreed KPIs. Then we come up with a report and we can tell you that we are a highly quality hospital or we have some issues in our quality. So if you don't measure, you will not be able to manage this one. So the same expectation for the KPI, we expect our international quality partners to bring the ESG KPIs into that one. So then we will be able to create some of the performance indicators from these points, and we will be able to push the hospitals to make more investment for tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, such things will take some more time, as we were uh, discussing before. And at the moment, it is not there. Unfortunately, it is not enough uh, at the moment. And we expect our partners uh, to bring this subject uh, in a more serious way so then 
in the long run, our hospitals will be contributing to the healing of their community in many aspects. As the large hospital group operator, we definitely believe in importance of the ESG from uh, many aspects, and we will continue investing this, and we will be the advocate of the ESG topics, because we know this very well. Uh, there is no good health uh, without uh, a good environment. So then we have to continue having and healing our environment in order to have the good health for our community and for our countries in future. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Fatih. It's, in, it's incredible to listen to your commitment and investment in ESG in the healthcare industry. And we're very interested and keen to uh, to keep up with you and, and to see where you go in the future with, with this. Thank you so much, Remy, as well. Um, the, the questions and the insights today have been really fascinating, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed it also. To our audience, thanks so much for listening all the way through today's podcast. Please do leave us a comment if today's discussion has sparked your interest. We're always very very interested to hear thoughts and collaboration and ideas within the industry because this is how we really do set the bar higher and, and, and push push through. And please don't forget to join us in two weeks' time for a new talk. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>